Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Welcome to today's show. Today is a solo podcast. This is Denise's Opinions. It is not legal advice, HR advice, financial advice, or any other advice that's regulated under law. It is just my opinion. And I'm so happy to be back. We had to pause these for a little bit last year. Uh, We got incredibly busy, which is a great thing. My company's been growing. We, you'll see DCA virtual business support in a lot of different places these days, and we love being there. But I wanted to go ahead and get back to having these short little conversations with you. Today, I want to talk a little bit about workforce movement and workforce trends. This is a topic that I've talked a little bit about before in the past, and we've had lots of interesting names like the Great Resignation and Turnover Tsunami. But let's kind of get down to the details of where we are today, 2024, a brand new year just started, and what are we seeing that is going to continue to stay? So first of all, remote and hybrid, they're here forever. Um, And interestingly enough, employees who are advocating for the remote and hybrid are citing things such as their well-being, their commute time stress and traffic. I know my daughter told me the other day, it's like, my kid spends two hours a day, 10 hours a week, just going to and from daycare. Okay. My granddaughter is three years old. That's a lot of time for that child to spend in a car. So I get it. All right. The solution may or may not be hybrid or work from home and remote. The interesting thing is the correlation that this has had with mental health. So remember, I just said that employees are advocating for the remote and stay at home, uh, remote and uh, work from home positions uh, and hybrid positions for their mental health. But the interesting thing is that these are also causes for issues with mental health. We are gregarious creatures by nature us human beings, we like being around each other. Even those of us who are loners and want our downtime in our alone space, we prefer, at least some of the time, being around people. This has an impact on mental health. You know, loneliness, lack of collaboration. And I know some people say that's hogwash, but it's it really is there. It's a cyclical thing. You know, we want this remote and hybrid to improve our mental health, yet having this remote and hybrid causes some other areas of stress. My company, we survey our team members twice per year. It's called our biannual happiness survey. And early on, and my company has been remote for more than a decade now. So early on, we were seeing high levels of stress on the job, job causing stress. And when we started digging down into what it was, One of the things that popped out was uh, onboarding. So onboarding first to the company and then onboarding to new clients. And so that was one of the things that just kind of popped right out there. Now you can look at those and you can create systems. And we did, we created a, a new hire orientation system that 
worked really well. The people coming in behind those who I had had helped identify that as a stressor for them, it has been incredible. And next, we created a account transition system, okay, which has significantly reduced error and strife. It makes things very clear. So you can um, get down to the core of some of these problems, some of the stress and anxiety, things that we're, we were actually seeing within DCA virtual business support. Interesting, that's another one of the trends, is employee engagement we are, uh, employees are going to be looking at the employee experience. Companies are actually looking at the co- the employee experience. And the reason why they're looking at the employee experience is the last few years, it has been really tough to get talent. And some of that has been driven by some of those cute names that you've heard, you know, the great resignation, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and the desire to work remotely or hybrid, okay? So a lot of that's being driven by that. And people are, that that and the gig economy. So the gig economy was here before the pandemic got here. But the thing is, is that people who aren't getting what they want, for instance, you know, they want to work from home two days a week. If they aren't getting it and it doesn't fit their lifestyle, then they shift to being a freelancer. Okay. So you have to understand how these things are playing into one another. Wouldn't quite call it a domino effect. It almost feels like a spokes of a wheel that just keep turning around to me. doesn't quite feel like dominoes. So the gig economy, people moving away from jobs. And initially with the pandemic, of course, we, you know, had no foreign exchange students or no one to take some of those jobs that, uh, quite frankly, are not marketable to people in the U.S. I I mean, if I'm just going to be extremely transparent about it, they aren't. One of which was uh, King's Dominion. Okay. So I did see King's Dominion, Carowinds, amusement parks. They said a lot of their a lot of their positions went to foreign exchange students during the summer. Okay. Why? Because that's how they were able to fill them. So they had to switch gears in order to try to attract talent. I did also notice that they were, they they made some areas of their parks for a while there that were not accessible. So businesses are having to adapt in this shortage of staff. And I've seen it in other areas, restaurants, for instance, you know, it might be a busy night with a wait list, 40 minutes, but you have a whole section that's not being seated. And the reason why they're doing this is so they can manage the flow because the people in the back can only handle so much at once. And if you get a lot of customers in there who aren't getting the attention that they feel like they deserve, then your servers are going to get crappy tips. Maybe I shouldn't say crappy on a podcast, but I just said it twice. Um, They're going to get terrible tips and you might get bad reviews on your restaurant. So you don't really want to do this. So businesses are managing their business differently because of the shortage of staff, in part to remote hybrid work, gig economy. And then this employee experience, as I mentioned, both employers and employees are looking at this. It is very important that they get to a job, that they feel welcome, and they feel like they belong there. Skills have not disintegrated. Skills are still extraordinarily important, but they need to be, they also need to feel like they're welcome there. 
Okay. It's not just their skills. It's like, how are you treating them? And there goes the next piece. It falls right into soft skills. There was a focus. There has been a very much a focus on soft skills and upskilling, particularly in the leadership area, things like emotional intelligence. My team, actually, we, we hired a consultant. We did an emotional intelligence training this past year. So emotional intelligence and soft skills, interpersonal communication, how to be an active listener, meaning I'm not planning my next thing I want to say while you're talking, that I'm actually acknowledging what you're saying and hearing it, even if I can't do anything about it, because I might not be able to, but ensuring that I'm actively listening and processing and allowing, and also for managers to allow team members to participate in the decision-making process. This is also part of the soft skills, the trends that we're seeing. And you might say, well, wait, I think we're talking about workforce. Well, we are. This is the employee experience. And if leadership and managers are not able to have some emotional intelligence, great interpersonal skills, and be able to make the team feel welcome and that they belong there, then that is a that is a sign that your business is probably going to have problems and have a lot of turnover. Now, DEI. DEI took a big hit last year, okay, with the um, the the colleges and universities saying that affirmative action, or excuse me, the colleges and universities took it to the next step, but with the affirmative action striking down, saying that it was illegal, DEIB efforts, which were in full swing, have kind of backed down just a little bit. And part of the reason is that businesses don't actually know where they stand with this. You know, how can I still encourage and create diversity in my business, but go about it doing it the right way. And there are definitely some things there. All of that I've been reading about is more, it's more about recruiting. If you're taking a smart approach, it's more about recruiting and advertising in the areas where people who you are trying to attract, whatever that looks like for your company to make, create diversity people who you are trying to attract and advertising in the places where they may be, okay? So DEIB has taken a hit for sure, but don't think that for an instant that that's not important when it comes to having team members and potential talent feel like they belong there and want to be at your company. So what are we going to see more of this year? Hmm. We're going to see a lot more of what I just talked about. Okay. Um, I will, I do think there's going to be a lot more return to works mandated that has already started happening. Um, though I do think that companies that are hand, large companies that are handling this smartly are going to offer some geographic flexibility. Okay. Meaning, you know, if, if, uh, if you move to London during the pandemic because your husband got a job there, are they going to allow you to continue to work there? Ultra large corporations, possibly, yes. A small business of my size with 20, 25 people, possibly not. Okay. Uh, I think that companies are also going to start some more creative strategies to get people coming back to the office. And I think there's going to continue to be a shortage of staff. And not just for the reasons that I've stated, but also if you think about it, baby boomers, 
are aging out right now. The youngest baby boomers are 59, 60 years old right now. And so that means retirement is on the horizon. Gen X is a much smaller generation than the baby boomers. So just numbers, you know, you have, I'm going to use a number. If you have 10,000 going out and 8,000 coming in, you have a 2,000 deficit. I don't know what the numbers are for the generations, but I do know it is a fact. Baby boomer generation, huge. Gen X, not huge. Okay. So we are seeing shortage on workforce for that as well. So plan to have more shortages on workforce. And as an employer, plan to be more creative about how you make your workplace a great place to work, meaning it's fun. And yes, you have work to do. Okay, I get that. But it still needs to be fun, inviting, not stressful. And that there also needs to be some components that will fulfill those younger workers, you know, a way to upskill, way to teach them various different things. It doesn't have to be a ping pong table in the break room. That may or may not be what they're looking for. I do suggest that you survey the people on your 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 team existing and even ask new people in your recruitment process what is what is the most important thing that you get when you come to work what what's in it for you besides the paycheck i mean obviously the paycheck's there okay and then talking about paychecks competitive wages uh, and benefits that's going to continue to be a trend there i don't think it will be quite as aggressive as what we saw initially when um, the pandemic first hit, where people were jumping around, businesses were acting quite irrationally because we had positions to fill. And so particularly larger companies were throwing money around. Smaller companies like mine didn't, you know, didn't do that because we didn't have it. But again, you know, expect those, um, expect people to want those increased wages, even if it's at a more modest rate. Speaking of money, (laughs) expect inflation to continue. That is something that it has tamed for sure, but the situations that have caused it, shortages of labor, uh, which have created shipping nightmares and a whole lot of other things, those things haven't gone away, at least not in, in their entirety. So Plan on continued inflation. Do you have an idea for a topic? Do you disagree with something I said? Reach out to me. You can reach out at pr at dcavirtual.com and I'll go ahead and reply to you or we'll include your conversation here on the podcast. I look forward to our next session and have a great day. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.